When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. That's Tim May. This is Spencer Holbrook. This is the practice report. After speaking to Tim, one of the most intriguing spots, positions, groupings, units on the roster, the Ohio State tight ends, along with offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson. A uh, lot to learn, a lot to take away. Tim, we're going to dive right in. Uh, biggest takeaway from speaking to Kevin Wilson and the tight ends other than that the defense looked good in the, in the sprint in the scrimmage okay, you know the uh, occasionally when uh, when uh, legislatures put together a bill they'll call sometimes they'll call it an omnibus bill because it covers a lot of ground you know mm-hmm. from whatever to whatever and uh, that's what this tight end room reminds me of I, I, I kept probing a little bit uh, you know with G Scott and then Mitch Rossi you know uh, just about is there actually a, a true tight end on this team? I mean, who would that be? And and they, you know, Mitch Rossi said he thinks they all are in their own way. And but that, but that's just the point is, it's an interesting room because Mitch Rossi is the fullback that they won't name on this team as a fullback. They call mm-hmm. him a tight end. G. Scott is this guy that weighed 215, 220 a year, year and a half ago, who's now playing tight end at 240. Cage uh, Stover, uh, basically. Uh, has that body type, 6'5", 265 of a tight end. Joe Royer, Bennett Christian, those guys look like real tight ends too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Hart. Uh, but, the, but the point is they've got all kinds of like uh, tools in this tight end room to throw at a team from one minute to the next. The trick, as uh, Kevin Wilson was telling me even in the spring, is you've got to establish these guys, each one of these guys though, as a tight end so that when they go in the game, the uh, – Defense is basically subbing for a for an offensive look that has one possibly two tight ends on the field, not these quasi guys. And uh, to me, that's going to be the one of the intriguing parts of this deep, of this offense taking even another step this year. Even though it led to the the uh, nation in total offense last year, I mean this offense has a lot of weapons that are available to it in all kinds of ways. Yeah, it's interesting to me because if Ohio State wanted to, it could have certain tight ends on the field for running plays, certain tight ends on the field for passing plays, but you'd be triggering what you're about to do. Correct. And so you've really got to find a way to keep Cade Stover in the passing game and keep the defense honest in the passing game. That way it's not a key that Stover's on the field, they're going to run the ball. They've got to make sure that G. Scott can be a blocking tight end and Joe Royer to where they know that they're not going to be out on a route. They might stay in line and block. So. As much of an upside as it is that there's all that versatility between these guys and they're all of different body builds and different minds, the way they can play, you've also got to be cognizant of exactly how you're running this offense. And I think that's actually one of the challenges for Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day is to make sure that you have your best guys on the field to block, but you're not giving it away. And you have your best guys on the field to throw the ball to in the tight end spot, but you're not giving that away. And so there is that push-pull in this unit uh, from the, t- the tight ends, whether that's with Mitch Rossi, who, like you said, is a fullback, uh, whether that's with G. Scott, Joe Royer, even Sam Hart, a guy who was a wrestler in high school. I think he's a little bit more intriguing of a, of a down-the-road guy than some people give him credit for. This room is pretty loaded. It's, it's inexperienced, but 
the talent is there, and I think that the pieces are there. You just have to figure out exactly how to use them. Yeah, and of course, the guy that's intriguing to me going into the 2022 season was just named captain, uh, deservedly so, is Cade Stover, because Cade Stover, in my opinion, has taken his tight end game up a notch mm -hmm. uh, from all reports that you get and from watching him for a full scrimmage, or not scrimmage, a full practice the other day. We didn't get to watch the scrimmage, but I understand he played well in the scrimmage on Saturday in Ohio Stadium. But uh, he's one of those guys that is getting down the field now. He's you know laying out for passes. We we saw that. I mean, he's he he is as intriguing a player as there is to me going into this 2022 season of what he can add to this attack. And you're right. I mean, you don't want to ever be predictable. The problem, the point is, about seven or eight teams on this schedule. It doesn't matter if they're predictable. Yeah. You know, but you're it's right. the other four or five uh, games that that including it's the going, opener. Exactly, uh, that are going to kind of like make the difference of where they can establish guys doing this, doing that, and then doing something else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I think this tight end room, you know, like I said, like you're still saying, is, is just an intriguing thing to talk about because a lot of different guys can do a lot of different things, and you don't know exactly how it all looks because the wide receivers, we can kind of project how that will all look. The running backs, you can start to do the math on splitting carries and getting Trayvon Henderson his touches and Mayan Williams his touches and then seeing what's left for Evan Pryor. Uh, the offensive line is set. Even the defense is almost a done deal at this point who's going to be out there at the starting 11. But this tight end room, it's it's wide open. Yeah. And it could be any one of these guys. And, you know, Kate Stover's a, a captain, but is he best equipped to play against certain opponents? I don't know. Maybe he's better against an Iowa defense than he is against a Michigan State defense. And so this might be one of those scenarios where the tight end is a revolving door all year, but that's actually a good thing for this team. It's not it's yeah. not a bad thing like some are. And so, you know, you just you just wonder how everything's gonna work out. Well, I mean, you know, the point is they can put twenty-two personnel on the field or twenty-one personnel on the field, uh, meaning two tight ends, and it may not be mm -hmm. a two tight end look. I mean that that's what that's the that's the variety that this offense and then under Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson can throw at you. And that, that's like I, I keep using that word intriguing because I'm really uh, curious of where this offense is going to go where it hasn't been before under Ryan Day. And I think that is one aspect of it is maybe the tight ends getting more balls thrown to them. With that said, you know, that's probably been in the works all along, but when all of a sudden you score in like four or eight plays, well, excuse me, four or six plays, that takes a lot of plays off the table. Yep. Where you, you know, you might add some things in mind for the tight end to do this, this, and this, but you need to get there because, uh, but you know, Chris Olave or uh, or uh, Garrett Wilson or Jack Smith and Jigba scored on a 40-yard play. Yeah. So, but I think this, I think what Ryan Day wants though is he wants that consummate offense because where they were. That's uh, that's uh, Jerry Emick talking in the background, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. But uh, what he wants that consummate offense that when it gets to the red zone, unlike last year, there were some there was some weakness there in the red zone. When it gets to the red zone, it can punch the ball into the end zone, and uh, you can do that, you know, with using tight end play, et cetera. But that's that's what they want to see change this year. And a lot of times, Tim, tight ends are targeted in the red zone. They're targeted inside the ten. They're targeted in their short yardage situations. I got news for you, like the the red zone issues were 
cataloged last year because they were few and far between of even being in the red zone. This team was scoring right. on long plays, and so you don't get that many opportunities to throw the ball. But to you the still time, want like you if, if you if you uh, if you identified that as a you know, weakness, a soft spot more than yeah. a weakness. Yeah. You want to get it fixed. Yes. Just like in the running game, they wanted to get it fixed. Uh, running between the tackles against really good defenses, they, that was a point of emphasis. And what we heard, you know, from uh, Kevin Wilson talking about the scrimmage on Saturday, you know, there were some challenges still running the ball between the tackles. It sounds like, but but part of that's because this defense is feeling its oats, man. I mean, there, there's a confidence factor about this defense right now, which every time you talk to offensive guys resounds. I don't know if you agree or not, but yeah, it, with me it does. And I'm just going, wow, something something big's coming. Well. And that's one of the biggest things that I'm going to take away from this tight end day. Has nothing to do with the tight ends at all, and has nothing to do with the offense, really. Every single one of these tight ends that was asked about it, Kevin Wilson was asked about it, the offense was not good enough on Saturday. And that tells you either two things. If the offense isn't good, well, we can throw that out the window because this offense is going to be everything that we expect it to be. What we can say, though, is this defense, like you just said, is playing with its hair on fire. It's playing with a newfound confidence. It's playing with the ability to... It knows that it can roll the ball out there and do what it needs to do to take care of business. Now that's against a lot of times the twos on offense because you know this first team defense doesn't always go up against the ones. But when it does, when you hear Kevin Wilson, when you hear Cade Stover, G. Scott, some of the veterans in this room talk about how good the defense is looking, that means they're going against them. And that means that when the ones are on the ones, yeah. the defense is, is getting, the, getting plays done, getting things done. And, you know, I asked one of the defensive backs as he's walking off the field today, I said, you know, I joked around, did you have two, two interceptions or three? He said, I didn't have any, but everybody else got one. And that means I'm doing my job. Yeah. And these guys know the job they need to do. They know that they're doing it well, and they know it's going to translate to good things come September 3rd and even before that in the next couple weeks building up to that now top five matchup. Now that the AP pulls out, we can finally call it that. This, this defense looks like it's on a fast track to becoming elite, and I don't want to put that on them yet. Yeah, don't do that But yet. it's a... But they're on that track that, of the things that you're hearing where you could see it happening in a few weeks. When I asked uh, Kevin Wilson about who stands out, you know, I mean, just give me some kind of feel about who stands out up there up front, you know. He gets like 12 guys, meaning the defensive front. And, and he goes, my call. You know, he throws your man. Yeah. My call out there, you know. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, this, is, this is a third guy in, you know what I mean? It's like this guy is bringing it every play. Yeah. I mean, there is a – there is an elan to this defense right now that maybe wasn't around a year ago. And a lot of it has to do, keep going back to this, a lot of it has to do with these guys getting confidence. A lot of these guys getting a lot, getting a lot of experience last year, which is now translating into confidence. And a lot of it has to do with the, with the new defense they're playing, which also comes back to confidence of knowing exactly what's expected of you on this play, now go do it. Yeah. And uh, under the Jim Knowles regime and the way they're teaching with Larry Johnson, and the other rest of the defensive coaches. So yeah, I mean, we, we can't sit here and act like we're not hearing, you know, and some people are saying we're being premature and praising this defense. And I agree with that because they haven't stopped anybody yet. You know, yeah. stopping your own team doesn't doesn't count because number one, you know what they're doing and they know what you're doing usually. Yep. Uh, but you know, come September 3rd, that will be the, the rollout party. And I know everybody knows that, but the bottom line is that's when you're really interested to see what the get after it factor is going to be with this defense because that, in my mind, that's what's going to set this defense apart from last year. And I think one of the biggest tells, Tim, that I'm willing to put a little bit more confidence in this defense than maybe other people are, even though we haven't seen it yet, is 
You know, at this time last year, I think back to how much we were hearing about the offense. It's how C.J. Stroud was getting it, and it was, it was starting to come together, and, and the offense looked like it was going to be really good, and it was. That offense had barely lost any of its pieces as far as trying to, you know, get back to that number one unit. We pretty much expect that the offense will be a good unit, and all of a sudden, against that great unit, we're hearing nothing but good things about the defense. Yeah. And so, to take that you know, the, the contrast from last year at this time to this year at this time and what you're hearing about this defense, maybe that's just the new shine on, you know, the new car smell that Jim Knowles has, you know, going around this building. But yeah. it also isn't just being said lightly because they know what they have in that room and in that defensive meeting room. And so when you get quality parts and you put them in an engine that didn't have, you know, with a new, with a, a new, a new engine, but the same quality parts, but then you give them the timing and whatever I'm, I'm using this analogy and it's not going anywhere but my part my point is there's a lot of guys the, the horsepower you feel on this defense compared to a year ago is different because like you like we keep pointing out the experience factor is huge mm -hmm. with these guys they know they could have they know what went wrong last year they know where they could have been better but they also feel really good about the plan yep I mean that's what comes through now with that said names keep popping up offensively one of which is I keep saying this. I've been saying this name now for eight months. Is Emeka Ibuka? I probably say it differently each time I say it, but he sure. keeps getting praise from almost anybody you talk to about how things went in practice today, etc. He got praised for how he looked in this scrimmage, for example. And uh, so there are guys that are coming along with this offense. Like we just talked about the tight ends and what could be different about that group. Uh, you know, we talk about the obvious guys coming back, but you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, but Emeka Egbuka is one of those guys that appears is ready to step out. We'll learn a lot more about the defense tomorrow when we get to talk to Larry Johnson, the defensive lineman. I'm not sure how many we'll get, but we'll get quite a few of them. Uh, today we got the tight ends and there was a bunch there was a lot to learn, especially when Kevin Wilson is talking about quarterback play, running backs, the entire, you know, eleven guy group, the entire you know, 25-man rotation, however big the offense the smartest will be. board. We'll learn a lot about this defense, not just about the scrimmage, but about how things are going tomorrow. Uh, back here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for Defensive Line Day as part of training camp. This has been a practice report, uh, Letterman Row. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you uh, check us out at the Letterman Lounge, the message board. Tim and I will be back here at this exact spot tomorrow afternoon, and we will see you there at Letterman Row.